Hey guys, this is Mike with Sharing in the Disruption podcast, and I'm really excited to be starting this up. Um, hope to bring a lot of value to you, and we're going to be talking about how uh, technology is advancing and the effect it can have on you, your family, your finances, and even what it means to be human. Enjoy. Drop it. All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to Sharing in the Disruption podcast. And uh, it's been a little bit um, since I did this. And the stock market has kind of been doing some crazy things. Uh, going, I think last time I did this, it had bottomed or it was on the way back up. And it looked like we were going for a recovery. Um, and it's kind of been doing a lot of up and down lately. So uh, trying to make sense of some things. And I wrote down uh, some topics that I wanted to, to bring up and maybe some potential things uh, we can be looking at um, and my opinions on what's going on for what it's worth. So... Like after the stock market crashed, uh, you know, from all the the kind of hysteria, uh, things kind of went straight back up, and uh, it like almost everything went up, regardless of whether it made any sense. And it wasn't until um, after a while that we started kind of noticing, or a lot of us have started noticing things looked uh, started looking kind of fishy. And I think there's still some really good investments. Like um, I've mostly stuck with my investments in things that make sense in the stay at home environment, uh, cloud stocks, technology, things that just uh, that make home entertainment uh, things that kind of, don't involve you being around a bunch of people at activities. Uh, and so that makes, I think certain things are just still off limits. And the fact that those just kind of went straight up, um, I think there's just a lot of speculations and people jump the gun. I mean, we're starting to see this uh, uh, blank 19 resurgence right now. And I think the markets are starting to realize that we're not out of this yet. And I think just sticking with a lot of these things that have rightly done really well in this environment are good calls. Uh, and so some of those no-no areas, I think, are uh, industrial sectors, travel sectors, areas where there's bankruptcies. There's a lot of speculation going on in the, the bankruptcy space. Uh Retail rest retail stores and restaurants, and I just don't think there's any way it makes any sense to be investing in any of those things unless somehow they've really been pulling through, and uh, they've they've pivoted to a, a really good uh, way to manage the situation. So I I think it's good to be patient and just stick with what you know works 
and just I think for the next year, pretend we're not out of the clear on this thing. So I I think we're in a high period of or in a period of high speculation. Uh, We saw that with uh, some of the recent drops. I think the market. Well, there's some news that came out with the Fed, but um, I they kind of said that this is going to go on longer than. I mean, buckle down like this is this is going to go on for a while. So we had we had like a big drop in the market, but I've been doing pretty well with uh, like the cloud stuff and a lot of those tech stocks because I don't think people got really spooked with those like your Zooms and your Shopify's and Spotify's, all that kind of stuff. Um, You really I think the people got hurt that were playing the airlines and some of these bankrupts. Uh, eligible companies and stuff like that, the, the cruises, because I just don't think that makes any sense. You've got people um, like this. There's all this speculation, and I think it's being hyper uh, inflated by a lot of people playing options. In uh, I use Robinhood, but places like Robinhood and Webull, and I only have to look as far as my Facebook feed and see – uh, some of the groups I'm in, see uh, people that I know are out of work and just kind of, you know, day trading and doing all this speculative stuff and seeing kind of some of the, the decisions being made. And people are betting on stocks like Hertz, JCPenney, Airlines, Cruises, Casinos. And I mean, they're putting all this money in, expecting it to pop a little bit or something like that. And so I think it's just creating this kind of weird bubble because it's not really your traditional investors that are really in the market as much. They've kind of missed out on a lot of it, but it's kind of a lot of these newbies that have jumped in and seen this going up and there's nothing really to do with your money right now. So people have found a place to put it. Um, and you've got a lot of your sports betters moving into stocks right now because there's no sports going on. And that brings me to a very speculative stock that's out there. People, started telling me to buy this stock called Nikola. And I was like, what is that? And I looked it up and it's supposed to be the next Tesla. And this guy's on TV saying, oh, you know, I'm better than Elon Musk. I'm blah, 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 blah. And I mean, they haven't really produced anything. They haven't produced a vehicle yet. And I mean, I just bought a, a stock just to see what happened. And it was at 30 some dollars. And the other day I got a notice that was up to like 80 bucks and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I had no faith in the company. So I just sold it. And you know, maybe I'm missing out on something, but it's a chance I'm not willing to take. I made hundred and some percent returns on it. So I cashed out. It was just a, it was a spec, a spec stock for me. And I really didn't expect it to do that well. And I think it's okay to do a few things like that. If, um, if you know what you're getting yourself into, but you don't put all your money in something like that, they don't have any revenues. They don't have anything to show. It's just all talk right now. I'm not bad mouth the company, but there's, there's no evidence of anything right now. So I don't know what your, the, the biggest problem I have is that the valuation is above Ford motor company right now. It, the stock went up above 90 some dollars. Now it's back down to like, I got out before it like peaks, but I wasn't trying to chase that because um, it was ridiculous when I sold it. And 
Now it's back down. I think it's like 60 something or could be 50 something. I don't know. But it's, it's valued above Ford Motor Company for a company that doesn't produce any vehicles that says that their trucks can be more popular than the Ford F-150. But the Ford F-150 is the most popular truck ever sold. So, I mean, I don't know why they'd be valued higher than that. They, they have to like – it'd be like a decade – decades if they uh, executed perfectly before they could even catch up with that valuation. So, for that reason, I'm staying out. I'm not getting back in. If I miss out on it, so be it. You know, Elon Musk, I watched him go through hell uh, camping out in places. Like people forget like what Tesla had to do to get to where they were. SpaceX and Tesla almost failed at the same time. And it's not easy. And I'm just watching this guy on CNBC talking about how, you know, oh, we're just going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. It just made, he makes it sound too easy and nothing comes easy. So I run when I hear people making stuff sound easy. Um, a lot of my stocks are at all-time high right now. And a lot of these like software as a service companies, um, I'm not selling them because I think they're good stocks. But I'm not buying them either right now. And I actually like took some profits today and bought some gold because they're printing so much money. And I just think we're destined for a pullback. And I think actually gold's not a bad place to be right now. But um, – I mean, that's that's just me. I wanted to take some profits and kind of try to lock in a little bit because I just don't want to push my luck too much. I've made like 80%. I mean, I've made some very good returns on some stuff. And so I'm just trying to lock it in a little bit and then wait till prices go back down and then maybe I'll invest some more. But for you guys, like say you're trying to invest right now, I wanted to give you some different options that to look at for other ways to everybody's been trying to pile into the zooms and all this. And somebody did a good analogy the other day and they said, it's like a swimming pool, right? It's nice when you get into the pool, uh, you got it all to yourself, you're swimming laps and then more and more people keep piling in until it's just so crowded. You're suffocated and it's no fun anymore. And that's kind of how it's getting with some of these stocks, I mean, I'm watching some of my stocks just go vertical. And that's when it starts going straight up, that's not usually a good sign. So I think there's just too much enthusiasm. So I think it's time for me to look for other places because I, I think there's always places that are undervalued. Um, and so one of those areas I think is uh, in communications and that encompasses quite a bit of different areas. Uh, I think communications and some of the, actually, I think people were so focused on 5G and some of this before this whole blank 19 situation. And I think this is actually a good opportunity if you want to get in on some investments in 5G uh, and some of these things, because I think it's taking longer to pan out than people really thought. And people aren't patient. They're, they want to move on to the next hype. And everybody's focused. You don't want to be where everyone's focused and everybody is trying to funnel their money into uh, the, the, the blank 19 uh, stocks that are doing really well. And I think that leaves voids that um, will get some more attention when, you know, you have like Apple release its 
uh, 5G enabled phone and you start seeing the rollout, but the rollout's going to take a decade maybe of, of this 5G to be fully rolled out. So like there, I think there's lots of time to, uh, to get into some of these things and it's a staggered kind of thing is like certain things will make money at a certain time. And then like there's different layers of infrastructure involved in, in all of that. And so I, I'll, I'll go over some names in that. And I also think there's some space still in cloud. Um, a lot of the software as a service, like, consumer-facing products are very hyped right now, but I think some of your infrastructure-level stocks are uh, not being paid attention to right now. I had a, a past podcast where I was talking about there's three levels of cloud. There's infrastructure as a service is the base, then there's platform as a service, then there's software as a service, and because most people are interacting with the software as a service, um, that's what they really see, and that's where they see all the money. Um, but I think there's a lot of opportunity to be in those supporting the secondary beneficiaries and the primary beneficiaries being the infrastructure and the platform as a service. And those companies are really, really raking it in because they – the, the ones on the bottom are raking it the raking money in from the top two layers and the one in the middle is raking it in from the software as a service companies so uh, you really got to think about things that way so here's here's some names real quick of infrastructure as a service um, I'll name these names and then I'll tell you who got the best rankings for small medium and large size businesses so um, so you can think about that. And so some infrastructure as a service companies are Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Alibaba, IBM, Fujitsu, Oracle, AT&T, and CenturyLink. Now, I, I was looking at uh, rankings of who has some of the best ratings for small, medium, and large-sized businesses because I wanted to break it down and, and see if there was differences between those. And Amazon wins hands down all of those as a cloud infrastructure as a service platform. So, I mean, it wasn't really that close. Uh, they won, and if you wanted some secondary investments, Google and Microsoft, not surprisingly, come in second. So those are three good ways and they're really stable companies. So, I mean, if you want stuff to stabilize your stocks portfolio, um, I mean, I mean, I, they really aren't super volatile stocks. They're, they're really big. So, I mean, they're not giant growths. I mean, they're not, they don't maybe have as potential, much potential to grow. Uh, but we all know, not to underestimate Amazon, Google, or Microsoft for that for that means. So now we get to uh, platform as a service, and this is that next layer. And you've got AWS, you've got ServiceNow, you've got Salesforce, Google, Microsoft, IBM. 
VMware, Cisco, SAP, and Oracle. And so once again, I have the best uh, performing ratings. Uh, this is from, uh, from G2, if you want to see where I got those rankings from. It's, it's uh, a software that it's a website that analyzes um, different, different business uh, software platforms and kind of ranks them. And they get feedback from a lot of diff- like uh, consumer reviews and different things. So small business, medium, and big. And the winner, again, is AWS. So Amazon's crushing it in terms of that market, too. Um, some second-place winners are a little different. Uh, second-place winners are uh, Salesforce for small business, and then Google third. And then um, for medium business, you have ServiceNow. And then third, you have Salesforce. For big business, you have uh, you have ServiceNow, Salesforce, Google, uh, Microsoft, and IBM. So those are all uh, pretty big contenders for the the big companies. So those are all different ways to play um, an area of cloud that's not completely hyped up. Um, you can actually find some uh, decent valuations on some of these companies. Uh, PE ratios that are, you know, below, below thirties easily. Um, just be careful of value traps. I think some value traps are like VMware and Cisco, uh, IBM, like they have really high dividends and I'm always skeptical of companies that want to, are giving too much of their money back because to me that is kind of like, Oh, are you throwing in the towel and like, um, not trying to grow as much anymore? or you kind of see yourself, you know, being more like just kind of flatlining. So you're giving back to investors in that way. Um, but I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like, I really like Salesforce and service now, right now. I know AWS is the winner, um, in that those categories, but Salesforce and service now still have a lot of room to grow. Uh, AWS and Google and Microsoft are all even IBM are such big companies already. Um, I mean, Salesforce has grown a lot, but it's, it still has a lot of room to grow. Now, I think another area uh, that could be under, underpriced right now, which I see multiple head, uh, tailwinds for this area, is cybersecurity. And so that is a cloud play. A lot of the cybersecurity is based around the cloud and securing all the, the people working from home, uh, and some of these have shot up some of these newer, uh, sexier ones, but, um, you've got, you've got security for the cloud security for people's identity, security for business processes. Uh, there's different categories of security. Um, so I've got a, a breakdown of a few and they, some of them have, have decent valuations right now. And especially with, we've got an election coming up in this year and we've got all kinds of, you know, questionable news sources and things like that. So there's a lot of different aspects. I, I think this will be a big year for cybersecurity. I think from now on, here on out, uh, election years, and then you've got defense as well. You know, cybersecurity is becoming part of our military. So, or a big part of our military. So we've got 
there's a couple new IPOs that came out uh, recently, and and they're doing really well. And uh, these are actually I'm gonna start with some of the older ones. Is you had like Palo Alto Networks and Fortinet. Uh, those those are some uh, some older cybersecurity companies that are well known, and they've actually done some pivots to stay relevant and to stay in the game. Uh, you've had you have companies that uh, are web web gateways, and that's like a Cloudflare. They've been around for a little while. But they've uh, they've done some interesting stuff to to stay uh, to to become a very good player in space. Some cloud native companies that are relatively new are uh, CrowdStrike and Zscaler. They uh, they've been growing like a weed. Those are a couple of the ones that are probably a little overvalued. They've they've definitely spiked a lot. Um, I've heard those in Cloudflare being talked about a lot. So I would expect if you look those up to those probably aren't as good valuations. Uh, but it just depends how much room they have to grow. There's some metrics to look at. Um, some of the metrics I use is I like to, I go on Yahoo and I look at the earnings and revenue growth. And if you have like really good earnings and revenue growth, I mean, they can grow into those valuations. Um, I mean, I do look at P.E. ratios, but uh, I think a good thing to look at is look at a trailing P.E. and a forward P.E. And you want to see that it's going down. Uh, I want to see that that forward P.E. number is going down as much as possible from what the trailing P.E. number is. Um, So Splunk is actually a company that uh, pivoted from doing a lot of big data and they moved into cybersecurity as well. And I've heard really good things about them. Uh, this was an art of, article off uh, Motley Fool uh, where I got some of this information. Uh, they, I like reading their articles. They're, they're pretty informative. And then you have uh, identity protection stocks. And that's stocks like CyberArk out of Israel, Okta. Um, I've, I've experienced companies that have used that. And then you've got some competition with Okta, which is Akamai. Ping identity and log me in and log me in is pretty, uh, I think that's one of those things where somebody can remote access your computer and, and, um, and, and fix things and stuff like that. Um, or log you into a computer remotely. So, uh, Okta is a pretty cool platform because it, it, uh, allows you to have like one password from what I experienced with a company, you have like one password you enter and, then you have everything in these apps, so you don't have to keep remembering all these different passwords. So uh, now we'll get into uh, communications. Hey. I really like having a little bit shorter format, so uh, we will be releasing the communications part of this podcast in a separate episode. So uh, stay tuned and uh, and come check it out. It's, it's going to be really great. Thanks.
Hey guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please share it and uh, you know s- send your send it to your mates on Facebook, on Instagram, on on any platforms you use, and uh, just get the word out. Um, I I'm trying to entertain you guys and really give you some good content to make um, hopefully some smart financial decisions or uh, just be entertained and learn something. So uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, I look forward to the next podcast episode.